Blog Talk Radio. that's down there that works for 
Disney, and he's going to get an early ride on it as a cast member preview. So we're going to ask him what he thinks, and then we will be down in October, and we will find out what we think. Yeah. Are you excited? Kind of. Kind of. I'm excited because it's just going to give you a different perspective of going into Disney. And we've done Disney a million different ways. And for me, any new way to see it or experience it is kind of cool. That's why I always like if there's a little bit of change or they're adding something to Disney. It, it, I get excited because it's something new. We did a lot of new stuff this past trip, a didn't lot. we? Uh, one of the other things in the news is uh, they're really starting to ramp up all the remodeling at Epcot. They closed off the fountains. Uh, they closed off Club Cool. Uh, when we were there, they, they removed all the legacy stones and stuff. That was gone. So there's a lot of construction starting in Epcot, which is going to be an eyesore. Uh, if you guys remember when they did the castle, uh, we were there quite a bit when they had the castle yeah. kind of blocked off a little bit. It's it's annoying that you don't get to see the, the view you're used to, but you know that there's a reason for it, and there's something to be excited for. Yeah, the next year or two, I feel like, though, um, that's just going to be a mess, so. Yeah, I mean, obviously you're going to have uh, the World Showcase, which is always fun to kind of go through and have food and drinks, but you're going to be losing out on Spaceship Earth. Um, I feel like you can't go to Epcot without going on that. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I, I don't know what some of the other family traditions are, but one of ours is we kind of have rides in each park that until we go on them, it feels like we haven't done the vacation. And I would say Spaceship Earth is probably the one at Epcot that we really yeah. enjoy. And even though I, I'm very excited for the reefer because it has become a little long in a tooth. We've been on it a million times, and it, it, certain scenes get a little old, so it would be nice to see new scenes. Yeah, but they are getting rid of some of the best scenes, though. No, so we don't know what, what they're getting rid of yet. I they're, mean, getting we, rid, they're getting rid of <clears throat> the burning wood. That's my favorite part. But we don't know that yet. They haven't had any details on what exactly they're refurbishing, just that they're going to add some new scenes, uh, refurb some old scenes, and, and add in a thing called, like, uh, they're going to do a light that's going to bring things more to life, which should be kind of cool as well. Uh, but that's basically all the, the big news going on. Uh, there was one other thing. They're no longer, if you've been to Galaxy's Edge and you've eaten it, Docking Bay 7, they have removed the sporks. Now, this took place after we left because when we went there, they still had the sporks. Did you I, like the sporks? I like them, but they're kind of, it's kind of weird to use them because they're not like a normal one. So it's kind of weird to do it when you're not used to anything there. That's true. They have a little bit of a learning curve because they're not quite a spoon. They're not kind of a fork. They're just kind of like in between. Plus it's shaped a little bit differently to give it like a feel like you're somewhere different. If they gave you just a big old forky, it would still feel like you were using Forky at a, a different area, but they actually redesigned the whole thing all together, and it had a little bit of a curve to it. It looked a little space age, and unfortunately, people stole them, and they stole them quite a bit. And you can find, yeah, I was on eBay yesterday, and they had a spork up there from Galaxy's Edge, along with a docking bay seven menu for $125, I believe. Really? Yeah, which it, it's so dishonest and it kind of ruins things for everybody else because now when you get to go in there, you're going to either get a regular fork or a plastic fork, I would imagine. So uh, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for yeah. stealing stuff. Mm -hmm. Nice work. We, we, we've eaten there a few times and the thought never crossed our minds. I mean, you, you go there 
you enjoy the food, you leave the stuff alone. I mean, when you go to a restaurant when you're home, you don't want to be taking their stuff either, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's nothing really special about some some sports that just look a little bit different than the ones you're used to. Well, the problem is there's people on eBay that are willing to spend extra money to get it, so it's a temptation for people to make money, unfortunately. And that's the same even like uh, when we were down there, we also got our magnets for being pass holders. They had a Simba magnet in Animal Kingdom. And they had a Minnie Mouse one in Epcot. And when we went to get the one at Magic, or excuse me, at Animal Kingdom, they were very strict with these things as far as passing them out. Uh, there was a lady in front of us who didn't have her ID with her, had her Magic Band. And I know when you hit those Magic Bands, your name comes up. But uh, they wanted to see a picture ID, and they would not give her her magnet. Doesn't it show your picture when you scan your Magic Band? At times it does. I don't know if it always shows you. So they've cracked down on that as well because people are getting multiple magnets and also sending those on to eBay. And, I mean, I've been guilty of it as well. If somebody will give me a couple extra magnets, uh, I'll take them. But we don't put them up on eBay. We give them to our, yeah, our listeners. We give them to our friends. Yeah, because there's a lot of people who can't get down to Disney during that time, and they get left out. And I kind of like to go and spread out the magic as much as we can, right? Yeah. Like we grab some uh, Splash Mountain bags for people to give away soon. Mm-hmm. And we have some Galaxy's Edge maps we're going to be giving away soon as well. Yeah. So as long as we're talking about Galaxy's Edge, let's just get into it. Uh, the main purpose of this trip was to go to the opening day of Galaxy's Edge. Now, I had already been there. I had gone to a couple cast member previews, which were amazing. But uh, I wanted to see what it was like when it was busy, when uh, you had that excitement in the air of all the people going in. So uh, my original plan was to get there at 4.30. What did you tell me when I said I was going at 4.30? And I asked um, you if you wanted to go. Oh, I was like, you're insane. I'm not getting up that early. <laughs> she was not willing to get up that early, so I decided to go on my own. I actually didn't get there till about 10 after 5, and uh, it was busy. Um, it was almost a capacity by the time I got there, and the lines for everything were unbelievable now if you've never been it's a fairly large land it's bigger than pandora and the millennium falcon sits all the way in the back there was a line that went from the millennium falcon went all the way around the edge of galaxy's edge went out the door where muppets theater is yeah and probably went another 200 yards past that i think it was a four-hour wait or five-hour wait would not wait that long except i did wait four hours for hagrid's she did wait four hours for hagrid's that's crazy as well um so as far as like i really enjoyed opening day because of the excitement of it all to see all the people like the crowds and people being so excited uh if that was my only time i'd ever been to galaxy at galaxy's edge i would have been disappointed now, when I was there, there were two-hour-long waits just to get into some of the gift shops. Yeah. There were lines for the blue milk. There were lines for... Antiquities. And, yeah, that, the Antiquities was a two-hour wait. There were lines for um, the robot to make the robot. There were lines for Sabi's to make the light safe. It was insane. I've never seen lines like this in my life. And these poor cast members all had to hang out. At the end of these lines, the thing is that the line ends here because I actually made that mistake once myself. Uh, I went to get in line to go see the antiquities with a couple people I was with. And um, we kind of jumped in the line and the, there were the ladies said, oh, no, this this isn't where the line ends. It was kind of like a break where they had a walkway. And she pointed out where the line actually ended. And it was like five or six hundred people further past 
So, uh, yeah, we didn't do that. But we did we did a couple hours. I think we did three, four hours. I went back, took a nap, and I brought Maya there. Um, when I got Maya back there, it was very hot, right? Very. And it was still very busy. Very. But what was your initial reaction to the Star Wars land? I didn't like it. I thought there were way too many people there for way too little stuff to do. I thought that people were going to be there for, like, a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, I felt bad because I wanted to bring her there and have her experience some of the things that I experienced. And basically all we were able to do was we got a ride on the Millennium Falcon, and then we kind of walked the area a little bit. We did get you your blue milk. Yes, which I didn't like. You, you said you liked it at first. Yeah, and then it started I, to get gross. Kind of got gross on you. Um, and you did get to go in the cantina, but we left early. Did you like the cantina, the surroundings? It was really cool. I thought, I thought that, um, I thought that it was like an actual restaurant at first, not a bar. <laughs> yeah, so. she was under the impression that we were going there to eat. She didn't know that it was a bar. Um, and it was very busy. Unfortunately, we had a, a standing table again, which is super uncomfortable when you've been standing all day. So we decided to leave early. Uh, I got her out of there, and we went and did some stuff in uh, Hollywood. I think we did a little bit of Tower Terror action. We did a little rock and roller coaster action. Uh, my daughter's big on rides. So if she's not doing rides, she's not happy. But I did want her to go back and experience the, the area in a, in a different way. So we went back on our final night, yeah. which um, I'll get to Hurricane Dorian in a, in a minute. But because of Hurricane Dorian, the crowds were non-existent. So we went. It was the best. Yeah, we went maybe three hours before closing, and um, it was super quiet. I think the ride the ride lines for Millennium Falcon were like 40 minutes, if not less. Yeah. And Maya got to see everything. What were your impressions of Star Wars Land, being that you got to actually see something the next time? So we got there at like 5 o'clock. So, it was a, so that means that the lines are even shorter. So I got to go into antiquities. I no. got to see everything. I thought it was amazing the second time. You really like the land, even though you don't know Star Wars, you just appreciated the land. I mean, I know it, but I just don't like it. <laughs> right. Did you like it better than Pandora? Pandora, I like Avatar better than Star Wars, so... Just the land itself, yeah. like the looks and everything. Which one did you like more? It's probably about equal, because I feel like Pandora had more of a feel that you're in the movie, but in um, the two, it's not from the Star Wars movies. Well, this is something I've discussed within our Crazy for Disney group, but I don't know if I've ever brought it up in the podcast. Uh, I think one of the major problems with Galaxy's Edge is it doesn't give you that feel like you said that you were in the movie because it doesn't take place from the movie. It takes place in the, like from the comic books and from uh, some of the books in the Star Wars universe. I'm not a Harry Potter fan at all. Uh, I've watched the movies with my daughter because... She's my daughter. I have to watch movies with her. Uh, when I first walked into Diagon Alley, it was like, holy crap, this is Diagon Alley from the movie. And when I walked into Gringotts, it's like, this is the scene from the movie from Gringotts. And when you do the ride, you know, you see Harry Potter and Hermione and Hermione. Yeah, all those different characters. Uh, when you go on to the Millennium Falcon, you do get to see Chewbacca in one scene, but you lose the. Like, you don't get to see R2-D2, you know, you, the original characters you're used to seeing. So, 
it's a little bit of a learning curve. This is a new world, so you got to kind of learn it a little bit. And one of the things I did to uh, get familiar with it is they have a comic book series. So I've been reading the comic book series. And I don't want to sound like a nerd because these are the first comic books I've ever had, so don't get on me too much. Um, the comic book stories are in direct relation to the land around you. So just to give you one thing, I don't want to spoil all the comics for you. Uh, if you go into the Den of Antiquities, there's a Sarlacc monster, which if you've seen, now I'm sounding like a nerd. If you've seen Re, uh, Return of the Jedi, I don't know, was it, yeah, it was Return of the Jedi. Um, the Sarlacc pit is where they bring Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Chewbacca to kill them. And actually, both Fett falls in and gets killed. But anyway, they have like a small one in a glass container, which I'm looking at it when I originally went there. I'm like, oh, it's cool. They kind of got a little throwback to the old movies. But if you read the comic books, uh, there's a story in there how Han Solo actually stole that and brought it to the Den of Antiquity. So it, that kind of throws a little story behind a lot of things. And a lot of stuff within Galaxy's Edge is very interactive. And one of the things we did was uh, the Disney Play app. You enjoyed that, right? I thought it was a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, and basically with the Disney Play app, uh, they've got a translator in there, so you can actually focus in on different Star Wars writing, and it will translate for you. Or uh, they have cargo everywhere. You see cargo containers, like, within the Millennium Falcon or around the different stores, and they have, like, Q-reader codes. And if you put your phone up to that, you'll earn stuff, whatever's inside there. So we went through a lot of this stuff, and we got a lot of stuff, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I need to say one thing I think of Batu. What? I think after the whole like Luke Skywalker, everybody in that universe, I think the next kind of universe is going to take place in Batu. Yeah, I mean they've definitely gone in that direction where um, Ray is the new character now. I mean that is your new hero, and she is going to be the focus of this new land. And you actually had an interaction with Ray. What happened? So we were. We were um, walking through. Where were we? I think we were in Docking Bay Seven. Yeah. So there was um, Ray, and I. She bent down, and it looked like I thought she was like talking to a little kid or something. Yeah, we didn't know what she was doing. <laughs> yeah. But then we noticed there were stormtroopers walking by. Right. He took a picture of me next next to her, and she said, "Come down, hide with me." She was hiding from the stormtroopers. And you were helping her, right? Yeah, and I was helping her hide. I was looking through the side, and she was looking from up above. And we were hiding behind a trash can. Yeah, uh, we we were totally clueless idiots. We were. <laughs> she was kneeling down, and I'm like, go over by her and stand next to her. I'll get a picture. We had no idea that she was playing up this thing where she was hiding from the stormtroopers. But as soon as she saw Maya, she dragged her down. And that's one of the cool things about this whole land is how interactive it is. Like, the characters aren't cast members. The characters are characters within this story. So They live in Batuu. Yeah, they live in Batuu. When you see Chewie, he's not there to take pictures with you. He's going to go and try to fix one of the, either the Millennium Falcon, he's going to try to fix an A-Wing or a land speeder. If you see Ray, you know, she's going to be trying to avoid the, the First Order. She's going to be looking for Chewbacca. They stay in character. and I mean, they stay in character. That's why my favorite things, but also least favorite things, I feel like. Well, you like to act. You've done plays before. So yeah. isn't that kind of cool that you get the opportunity to kind of act along people within a live setting? Yeah, but it's harder to get, like, an actual, like, it's hard to get, like, an actual answer to something unless it's, like, within 
Star Wars Star land. Wars land. Yeah. yeah, I've discussed that on the podcast before. They stay in character. I mean, even like the regular, uh, the people working in the restaurants or the maintenance people or whoever, they stay 100% in character where, you know, if you ask if something runs on batteries, they look at you like you have three heads or like, you know, this thing uses the force. So that gets annoying if you like really need to know the answer, if something needs batteries. But um, overall, it's a lot of fun. And I kind of tell people this, like when you go to 50s prime time, um, if you just want to go and get something to eat, don't go to 50s prime time. Cause like the food isn't the greatest food ever. It's good. I think it's pretty good. It, it's, but I mean, it's not like, uh, like Chico. It's not like an upscale restaurant, good food. You don't like the carrots that they made you eat? No, I did not. Um, the fun about 50s prime time is playing along with the waitresses. And that's like yes. one of your favorite restaurants now, right? Probably my favorite. So if you're willing to go into 50s prime time and play along and have fun with the waitress, then that's what you want to do when you're in Galaxy's Edge. You want to play along and have fun with the characters involved, and that's going to make the world even better for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, overall, on a scale from one to five lightsabers, how would you rate Galaxy's Edge? Maybe two and a half lightsabers. Two and a half? Yeah. Is that mainly because there's only one ride? No, I feel like I didn't like the ride as much as I liked the universe. Right. But I feel like there's so much more that they could have added because there isn't, like like we were saying, there isn't much from the movies that you can relate to. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely going for a newer crowd for the newer movies. Um, there is only one ride right now. There's a second ride opening up December. which I'm is, super excited. I'm excited for as well, Rise of the Resistance, which is going to be their big e-ticket ride. Um, Millennium Falcon was kind of like a kind of like a holdover ride. It's something that's a lot of fun and very cool but it's kind of there to hold you over for the big one. And I'm assuming from what I've seen on video, uh, this new ride is going to be something like you've never witnessed before. So I'm excited for that as well. I can see the lines already. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Uh, but let's get into Hurricane Dorian. Yeah. Uh, basically, when we planned this trip out, the week before we were getting ready to leave, uh, Dorian was showing up on the radar as being a tropical storm. So we weren't even worried about it. We kind of just blew it off and uh, did our thing. As we were in Disney, uh, it started to progress and get stronger. And uh, it, at one point, it kind of like it was a Category 1 and a Category 2. When it hit Category 3, people in the area were starting to get a little panicky. And being from the Northeast, when we have snowstorms, I don't like to panic too quickly because I like to wait and see where the path of the storm goes. Um but we were staying with family and like family was ready to board up the windows and drive into camp. And I was like, slow down. Let's see what's going on. I mean, we, we took some precautions. We made sure we had gas in our vehicles. We made sure we had food in the house and water in the house and uh, something to do like games. So we weren't staring at each other, wanting to punch each other in the face. Um, but we didn't go over the top until we wound up finding out what was going on. And I don't want to downplay the hurricane too much because I know we got lucky, but there were a lot of people lost their lives in the Bahamas. So, um, well, when I joke about it, as far as like what happened to us in Disney, I'm not playing off the, you know, the severity of what could have happened. I mean, you know, it, it's awful what happened to the Bahamas. It, we've seen video of like that area just destroyed. I'm just like so happy that it didn't go straight in that kind of curve. Yeah, I mean, they're in a different situation altogether because they're on an island. With you being in Orlando, even when hurricanes hit that area, they break up a lot because they're over land. So that's why I wasn't too panicky. 
I also want, didn't want to stress out my daughter. So um, I try to keep a happy face on for her. I was telling her we were going to fly a kite during the hurricane. We did. As a joke. It's um, on YouTube. Yeah, I actually said it within the group, too, when the, the girls were panicking. I'm like, listen, this hurricane's going to be nothing. I'm going to go grab a kite when it hits, and I'm going to go fly it. We didn't grab it. We made it. Yeah, we actually, the, the night of, the, I guess, the strongest part of the hurricane, I made a kite out of chopsticks and a Disney garbage bag. <laughs> I did take flight for a minute, right? I mean... Kind of. I have it on my YouTube channel. If you rewatch it, there's only like a few parts where it's actually going up in the yeah, air. It gets up in the air and just drops. It goes up and then it goes. So uh, the, the downside of the hurricane was obviously we stressed out a little bit and we were worried. The upside of the hurricane was Disney was a ghost town. Yes. Um, we go during busy, busier times of the season anyway. We usually go for run Disney races. So we're used to the crowds. Yeah. Uh, it's been years since we've been there where it was quiet because Disney really doesn't have a true quiet season anymore. We used to go like the first week of December, which was mellow compared to race weekends, but we're still pretty busy. Like I have, I have seen like a few, a few of the rides and stuff. Like I've seen Splash Mountain at 120 minutes. It was five minutes. Yeah, I mean everything. When we did Magic Kingdom, I think the day before it hit, they. Magic Kingdom closed, actually, no, it was the day after, because they closed at 6 because of the party. Uh, we showed up at Magic Kingdom around 9 o'clock, and we started doing a few things that we'd never done before. Our, our, I've I've done the Main Street cars, but you'd never done them before. Yeah, it was, it was a cool experience. Yeah, so I brought you on that, just to kind of show you what that was like. And then what we have within the Crazy for Disney group is called the Crazy for Disney Magic Kingdom Quest. And what that is, is you have to do every ride, show, and attraction in Magic Kingdom in a day. So Maya and I had a bright idea, like, it's quiet. We've already got the Main Street cars in. Let's try to do this challenge. So um, we got everything in but three things. And it was kind of cool because Maya got to experience a few new things. Like, she'd never been to the Country Bears. Or you hadn't I, been there in a long I time. I haven't been there since I was, like, really little. Probably, right. like one of, like, year after my first time being there. And you're not a big fan of it. I mean, it's fine. Like, they kind of freak me out. Yeah, you don't like the stuffed animals? Costumes. Okay, (laughs) costumes. I have, like, a fear of costumes and stuff because I don't know who is under that. I don't know what they could be up to. They could be a psychopath. They could be a psychopath. You never know. Yeah. Could be anybody. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that Disney takes very special care to make sure their uh, cast members are not psychopaths inside those suits. But um, we did like the shooting galleries part of the attractions. Maya really enjoyed that. She'd never done that before. I don't know if it was a mistake or not, but every single gun was working that day, which normally you have to put change in to get it to work. But everyone was working, so we just (laughs) went with it. We, We spent 15, 20 minutes just shooting stuff. Uh, terrible at it. Yeah, but we did every little thing. We did, um, unfortunately, I had to do Carousel of Progress. It was his favorite part. Which was not my favorite part. Uh, what were some of the new other new things that you did? Um, We did the Harmony Barbershop. Oh, was that the same day? I don't think so. No, it might have been another day. You're getting ahead of me here, kid. Let's go back to that. Um, but she, she did the Liberty um, Steamboat. Oh, yeah. Which she enjoyed. 
it's a little slow, but it's nice to relax, yeah, right? It's kind of cool. I like seeing all the big animals and stuff. Yeah. Big fishermen. So the one problem we did have is we were way ahead of schedule, but we still had Buzz Lightyear. The, the la oh no, we did Buzz Lightyear, didn't we? We had the Laugh Factory. That was one of the last things we had to do, though. And the Treehouse, and the fireworks were the last things we needed to do. Unfortunately, as we never checked the calendar for that day, and there was a Halloween party, so we got thrown out of the park at six. <laughs> we could have finished the challenge, but officially we have not, so we'll have to try to do it again yeah. next I time. I really want to do Monsters Inc. last floor because we haven't done that since I was, like, what, six? Yeah, it's been quite a while. Yeah. Uh, Maya also started liking the princesses again, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, we went yeah. to Princess Fairy Tale Hall for the first time in years. I got some selfies. She got some selfies. She saw Mary Poppins. That was really cool because she isn't too She's not around a lot. Uh, what did you see? I saw Ariel a couple times. Ariel, Merida. Yeah. Um, you did Tales with Belle. I saw Tiana. You did see Tiana. Um, Tales with Belle we hadn't done since, I believe, opening weekend of Fantasyland. I used to do it a while. It was like my favorite thing. I would do it with Izzy all the time. Yeah, but you hadn't done it in quite a while, and you enjoyed it. You actually did it twice this trip. Yeah, I wanted to get one of the, like, more... I wanted to get one of the better characters. Like, at first, I was trying to be nice to all the little kids, give them all the good characters. Then the second time, I was like, okay, I'm going to get the Beast this you time. You wanted to be the Beast, but you were not. No. There was a kid a little bit cuter than you. He was very cute. Uh, but, yeah, so we had a great day. I mean, literally, and I don't want to seem like I'm exaggerating, I don't think we saw any ride above 10 to 15 minutes, and that's including mm. Space Mountain. We saw Peter Pan at 30. Oh, we did? Mm -hmm. We actually went through the regular queue of Peter Pan because we'd never done it before. It was so cool. It was very cool. We've avoided it like the play because we always either have a fast pass or something. And um, – being that it was such a short line, we're like, hey, let's go check it out, see what it's all about. And one of the coolest things on it was, uh, if you've never done it before, there's, you can see your shadow in one section. There's bells hanging above your head, the shadow of bells. If you reach up, you can smack the shadows, and it'll sit there and ring and, and move. Which I, I thought some, was really cool. I got some really cool pictures of it. And it has, like, it has their beds. It has the doghouse. Yep. It, it's basically cool. like the kid's bedroom from when Peter Pan went in to rescue them. Uh, so that was rescue. a lot of fun. Or kidnap them, is that what they did? Or kidnap, yeah. Peter Pan kidnap Have kids. you read the books? I have not read the books. I don't think I, I haven't seen the movie in years. My God, don't read the books. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. So anyway, we had a really great day. Got Like I said, everything in but three things. And that trend continued for the rest of the vacation. I mean, we went to Animal Kingdom the next day, and it was dead as could be. Mm -hmm. We finally saw who? Divine. We saw her twice that trip too, and we saw Kevin twice. Yeah, for as many times as we we've been to Disney, uh, we have never seen Divine for some reason. It was one of the coolest things, though. Yeah, we had seen her early in the week, off in the distance, and got video of her walking away, which was cool to see her. But we were kind of bummed that we didn't see her that close. She was kind of leaving at the time. When we walked in our last time, Animal Kingdom, she was like right there. We got selfies with her. We got to see her move around a little bit. It was it was fascinating to see her move because she's like on stilts. Yeah, and it was kind of it was kind of wet out too. And it was wet, and she moved around like a ballerina. She was, but she was giving me she was giving me like a like a heart attack looking her at. You were nervous. Looking at her on the stilts, like yeah. stepping in puddles. Yeah, she was good though. Yeah. And uh, Maya had a couple cool interactions with Kevin. Kevin tried to eat her Nemo hat. 
Uh, we also got together with the Disney Nerds podcast team, or at least Jimmy Horn. And he was nice enough to get us in for VIP seating for the Nemo show. Yeah, and Nemo complimented my Dory hat. That's true. It was right. so cool. Was it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got it right. Yeah. Daddy got mixed up with his old man brain. He's always saying that Dory complimented my Dory hat. That's Nemo. true. Um, yeah, so Animal Kingdom, same thing. Five to ten minute waits. I think Flight to Passage got up to 30. Up to 45, I was it 45? Yeah. Um, but everything else was basically like a walk. I think we did dinosaur one day five times. I think it was, it might have been six. Was it that many? I think so. We have a lot of ride photos basically. If you go in our Disney Magic account, we have like a thousand ride photos because uh, my actually got me on Expedition Everest twice too. Yeah. So uh, after that, we were able to get back to Hollywood Studios again, which was the same thing. We were able to walk on Rock and Roller Coaster. Tower of Terror. I mean, it, it was amazing. It was like, um, if you've ever been for like extra magic hours in the morning and you go to one of the parks, as quiet as that is in the morning, that's how it was all day. So, I mean, that alone made this trip worth it because I haven't experienced that in at least six years. Easy. So, we had a really great time. And uh, not that I ever wish for there to be a hurricane, but I want another one. <laughs> if it brings that kind of crowd control, oh my goodness, I'd be all. You know, there were like, there was no lines for anything. That's true. Um, going back to Galaxy's Edge, I forgot to ask you, what did you think about the food there? Because you had, well, you had the blue milk, which you weren't thrilled with. It was okay, but that had a gross aftertaste, which kind of interfered with taking more steps. You had the, the beef jerky, the turkey jerky, which, which you loved. loved. They have a sweet and they have a spicy. I think you got both, right? I No, I got the sweet one. Next and you time, love that. Next time I'll try the spicy. You had the tip yip at um, Docking Bay 7, which was the chicken and the mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. That wasn't too good. I love the chicken, but the mashed potatoes gravy was, like, gross, I thought. Because of the color or because of the taste? Because of the taste. They do and make the gravy green to make it look a little more futuristic, but... Um, that's actually one of my favorite dishes in, like, all of Disney for a quick really? serve place, but Maya was not digging on it that I much. I And then you also had the popcorn. What did you think of the popcorn? The popcorn was really good, but I feel like it was sweet and spicy. I feel like the, the sweet was better. Well, we did find out one of the people told us to take a bite of the red and the blue at the same time, and it tasted a lot like a fruity pebble. It did. Which it did. And if you see this popcorn when you're there and you're not quite sure whether you want to get it or not and don't want to waste the money on it, if you ask nicely, they will give you a little sample bag and uh, let you try it first. I feel like the bag was pretty big, though. There was, like, a lot of popcorn in there. We could have just went on with our day and ate that. Yeah, it wasn't like a like a Sam's Club type thing where it was a little tiny, like, uh, shot glass full of popcorn. They actually gave you, like, a small bag full. And uh, we probably could just stay with that, right? <laughs> we could have. <laughs> we wound up throwing half the other bag yeah. away. Uh, so, yeah, the, the food is appealing to the kids to look at. Some of the stuff you don't love. What about the breakfast? Oh, you did have the breakfast in the movie, didn't yeah. you? We had um, the oats, right? Yeah. It wasn't bad. Yeah, there's a, it's kind of a dish with oats and yogurt. And it comes with, like, a little mango smoothie and some assorted fruit. He loved it. He loved the... Um, the oats thing, I love the mango. Yeah, Maya was big on the mango smoothie. I loved the oat dish. I thought it was amazing. It also had the boba balls on top of it, too. Yeah. 
so like the the yogurt and the um the oats were kind of bland and then with the boba balls made it sweet so it was kind of a nice mixture and then uh when you weren't with me i actually had the other breakfast item which was uh looked like scrambled eggs with sausage and a some type of bun. I'd like to try that next time, maybe. I mean, it also had potatoes, too, like purple potatoes. The potatoes were really good, but they tasted like they were burnt a little bit. I don't know if that was, like, on purpose or <laughs> uh, cooked a little too long. The eggs were a little bit cold, which kind of disappointed me a little bit. But I know they're working out the kinks at this point. Um, it's very busy, so they it, it's got to be a little tough getting this stuff out. The, the bun was pretty good, and um, the eggs... The eggs weren't bad. Other than being cold, they were actually pretty tasty. Amazing. Yeah. So um, that's it for Disney. We're going to get off of Disney for a minute. And Maya wanted to bring up what? Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure. Can't believe I got that right. <laughs> now, we don't talk about Universal a lot on here. I like to do some comparisons between Disney and Universal because um, obviously we lean way me personally, I lean way towards Disney because it's more of a, to me, that's a vacation destination. Like we can do two weeks in Disney. Uh, I can't do more than a day at Universal. To me, Universal is just like a fun thing to do for a day to get away from Disney. And it, yeah. it, it's much different. It's a different experience. Maya likes it a lot because she's such a big Harry Potter fan. I'm, re, I'm like redoing my whole entire room, Harry Potter. Harry Potter is like the only thing I talk about with my friends. She is a big fan of Harry Potter. So it's kind of fun to see her in her element where uh, I actually made a deal with her. I said I would bring you to over to Universal, let you do whatever you want with the Harry Potter area, but you got to let me have my fun when I get to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. And it's kind of fun to see Maya in her element because they have some interactive stuff in the Harry Potter area where – uh, she brought her wand with her, and she was able to wave things, and they have stuff reacts to the to the spells. Yeah. Um, her favorite rides are in there. She loves Gringotts. She what's the flying one? Flying. Oh, um. Griffin. Um. I'm not even gonna say because I don't have no clue. Flight of Gryffindor. Flight of Gryffindor. Is that what it is? No. What is it? Um. Oh, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Well, I'll give you my take on their rides uh, real quick before we discuss the Hagrids. Gringotts, I think, is one of the best rides in any park, and not just the ride itself. Like, the, the queue area for that is amazing. I mean, when you walk through the bank, if you know anything about the area, the, the, the bank is done phenomenal. Uh, they have, like, a fake elevator ride that's supposed to be bringing you down into the caverns, which is really cool for such a simple concept. And then the area where the ride is looks like it's inside of a, a, a cavern, which yeah. looks so authentic. The ride vehicle is amazing. It's like this big, huge train on a it's, a, it's a roller coaster, basically. But the, the ride vehicle itself moves towards different viewing things that you see. Um, and then the ride itself is really cool because it is a roller coaster, but it stops. And it's got, like, video projections and stuff going on. It's got a little bit of animatronics here and there. Um, very cool ride. The other one, what's the name of it? Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. The Forbidden Journey. I've been on that one twice, and it scrambles my old man brain. It's, a, it, it's like a, uh, you sit in it, and it's supposed to be like you're flying. So it, it does a lot of tilting and twisting and turning. And it, it's a cool ride. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to bash the ride. But for me, I can't do it more than once. I get, so if you guys watch, have watched Harry Potter, they have 
they do have cuts in that ride where they'll have like animatronics and stuff. Yep. Have, they have a spider scene, a and dragon scene, and the Dementors, <laughs> which always jump scare me and make me scream bloody murder. Yeah, so that's a very cool ride too. And the same thing with that. The queue and the outside area of that are like second to none. So I mean, I gotta give Universal props on those two Harry Potter things. I had not done Hagrid's yet, which Maya had. So on our la- literally our last few hours in Florida, we decided to hit Universal before we left. Mm-hmm. The thing we always do, we go right there, we get on Gringotts, and then usually we take the train over and we do the other Islands of Adventure. This time we decided we would do Gringotts, get on the train, and see if Hagrid's is open. Which it was, and it was only an hour, which was... It felt like 10 minutes for me because I waited four hours. You waited four the last time. Uh, saying it was only an hour was a little misleading because we basically had an hour before we had to leave to get on our plane. So uh, the hour was like, it made me a little panicky. But we got in line. And the queue for this area, once again, really cool. A lot to look at. A lot to interact with. The ride itself, I didn't know what to expect. I'd seen videos. I've heard what Maya had to say. My uncle told me what he thought of it. It was better than what I expected. I mean, it's one of the coolest things. It's a it's a launch coaster, so you're sitting on this motorcycle and you'll be going once. Say you'll be going slow, and all of a sudden it'll just take off doing like 60. That was really cool. And then there's a spot which I still don't know how they do it. It's a drop tower. It it goes down three stories. Right, but it it's not just your one ride vehicle. It takes the entire section of track with all the roller coaster on it. And drops three stories. Yeah, which is kind of weird because it feels like when you're on it, when you're not expecting it, like I had knew it was going to happen because everybody told me about it and I had watched videos for it. But if you don't know that's going to happen, it still throws you off a little. It'll throw you off. Well, I'll tell you for me, I knew there was also a backward section. And if you've ever been on Everest, um, that backwards section ever scrambles my brains. It goes so fast backwards and has like that G-force. It makes me uncomfortable. The backwards part in Hagrid's was smooth. So it didn't, yeah, so it really didn't bother me. So when when we did the backwards part, it was cool. I was still fine. When we got to the drop part, I started being a little panicky too, because um, I don't like Tower of Terror that much. That scrambles my brain a little. But it was also a smooth drop. Like, it didn't feel like it was going three stories. It was a cool drop. So I got to give Universal props on the new Hagrid's ride. It is very cool. If you're a Universal fan, um, I wouldn't wait four hours like Maya. But uh, it's definitely worth an hour. And I don't wait an hour for anything. One thing I do need to say, though, is the Hagrid that talks throughout the ride sounds completely fake. Yeah, it was not great. He'll, like, sound like... Um, your little sister, your little sister Betty, who doesn't know how to act at all. He's a little crazy. Uh, we gotta wrap this up in a minute. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention is the last thing we grabbed before we left was a butter beer. And I like to do a lot of comparisons between Disney and Universal because both deserve props in different ways. And uh, I think Disney deserves a lot more, but Universal is definitely catching in some areas. The butter beer is amazing. I mean, I love the butter beer. It's very hyped. And it's worth the hype. Uh, we had stopped in the Gastons, and we hadn't had a how do you say that? Le Flues? Le Flues. Le Flues brew 
we hadn't had that since uh, Fantasyland opened. And I remember when we had it, it was eh, not that great the first time. So we were like, eh, let's try it one more time, see if it's any better. It was worse than I remember. So if Disney can do one thing for me, scrap that Lafleur's brew and steal the butterbeer recipe or something close to it because so that thing's horrendous. But we got to wrap things up, guys. We're running out of time. I want to thank Maya for coming on. Uh, she's not only my daughter and my ride buddy, but she's also very helpful with the podcast when she can be. And that's a lot of fun to have a kid that's willing to do so much with you. Um, we are going back to Disney in October. So we have that to look forward to. We have the dessert party. We have the meetup, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but we'll be on the podcast a few more times before that as well. And uh, I'll try to get Maya on one more time. Anything you want to say before we go? Um, subscribe to my YouTube channel. What's your YouTube channel? Maya the Potato. Go on Maya the Potato on YouTube and subscribe to her channel. I don't know what nonsense goes on there. I know she does it's some contortion videos and some other craziness with her yeah, friends. Yeah, I'm going to start doing the. I am going to start doing reviews on Disney rides and stuff. There you go. And she's also going to try to do some Universal stuff. So we will talk to you guys again soon. Uh, see you later. See ya. Bye, guys. Bye.